we go. Welcome to episode 147 of Nothing to Say, the Fans Podcast. We are going to be talking about the NBA and the NFL during this episode, which is not something we've been able to do in a while. The NBA has been absent from our lives, but it is back. It is right around the corner. I think it's about, I think at this point, it's a week away um, from starting. I know I'm super excited um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, I mean, I'm excited to watch the Kings, but I feel like I need to tamper my <laughs> expectations no, no, every they're year. They're going 40 wins. <laughs> 40 wins. If, if the Kings, if the Kings got 40 wins, then it would maybe, maybe, and I think I'd have to wait till um, I saw it happen. It might make up for the fact that the Raiders are one and four, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Only, that's your first love, right there. That's true. That's true. I think if I think if I had if I had one thing to watch, like only had the choice of, of getting to watch one thing throughout the year, I would pick one Raiders football game probably. So they are my first love, but the Kings are a close second. So I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but let's actually get into the NBA. Let's start with that first, and then we'll preview uh, the games in week six of the NFL. Let's talk about Draymond Green. So unless you've been living under the uh, under a rock, I think – and I, you know, I'm assuming if you're listening to the show, you're probably well informed of the fact that Draymond Green um, took a right hook to Jordan Poole, um, and I mean a pretty, pretty physical one too. Um, not really. I think there was some controversy about how the video got leaked in the first place, but regardless, mm. the video got leaked. It's out there. Draymond's punch on Jordan Poole was, I mean, a haymaker. He went for him. If you watch the video, there's no, there's no way to kind of sugarcoat it. What we learned is what the formal punishment for Draymond is going to be. Now, I have um, an article from CBS Sports right here, and I'll read you this line from, uh, from the article. It says, set to return to practice on Thursday, Green's formal punishment will be complete. A week away from the team, a fine of an undisclosed amount and no suspension to speak of. So here's the thing that I think for most people was really surprising. So I'll ask you this right now, Sam, what is your initial reaction to hearing that Draymond Green is only going to receive a fine and he is not going to get suspended? You know, I'm not surprised uh, with the sort of the, talks that have been coming out of the Warriors camp, what Steve Kerr has said, what others have spoken of. Um, I know Damian Lillard came out and was like, hey, fights happen all the time. Fists are thrown during practice all the time. He's seen it. Steve Kerr has personal history with a fight breaking out, getting hit by the receiving end of one of those. (laughs) Man, that has come up more, I think, in every sports conversation about this topic. But, well, Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the face and blah, 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 blah. It's like the video, I think, makes it worse because of the public outcry of, wow, Jordan Poole did not look. It's the same thing with what happened, what we saw with Tua when he got hit. If Tua didn't look as bad where he was um, shaky getting off the field when the second time he was, like, immovable – after the hit, right? If he was able to get off and walk off the field under his own accord, I think uh, there would be less of an outcry over what had happened, right? Same thing with the Jordan Poole situation. The way he just loses balance and like he's going down, 
right? If Draymond Green yep. isn't there to stop him, he's going down a little bit. Um, and I listened to Draymond's apology about it. I think he's right on. It's embarrassing for the organization. It's embarrassing for Jordan Poole and his family to be able to see that and to be dragged into this whole thing. It's embarrassing for Draymond, really, mm-hmm. that a champion, a guy that has been known to have a big mouth, but man, he's been known to have be a dirty player, at least in years past, right? Uh it seemed like he had kind of put that behind him. He's on the NBA countdown show with all the guys and really just putting on a good face. Right. And then this comes out of nowhere in the middle of practice when they weren't even face to face for very long. Right. It didn't even look like Jordan Poole was talking in Draymond's direction, but something must've been said that was a big old no, no. And then it escalated from there. So I'm not, surprised that there wasn't a suspension because it seemed like the Warriors were trying to play it like it was no big deal. So the punishment kind of fits that. Yeah. I was trying to put myself in that, I mean, in the situation of like, if I was on the receiving end of that punch, how would I feel about my teammate going forward after that? No, get him out of there. I think it would depend on the context of how it happened a little bit. I mean, if it was if it was completely unprovoked for no, which feels like such a stupid thing to say because I don't think you just walk over somebody and go, "I'm a clock this dude," and for no reason and just throw a punch. So I I don't obviously I'm you know I I'm assuming that something happened to to make um, Draymond want to do that. So. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if I was on the receiving end of that, I I feel like maybe from a teammate perspective, at least from the on-court play, I think I could move past it in terms of as soon as the game is over, how we're going to interact after that. I don't know. I, <laughs> um, I don't actually – I don't really know. I think it would depend on who the person was. Um, you and I were teammates um, for on a couple different sports teams. If you, Dan, you you hit me in the face once too. I off a pass. <laughs> I threw you a pass and you dropped it. Yeah, um, but he had malicious intent. We right. all know. <laughs> right, sure. Um, so I mean, if you came over to me in an argument and and punched me in the face, I mean, if it was you, I I'd probably punch you back. But I think we just would kind of move past it. Um, yeah. if it was somebody who I didn't have a good relationship with, uh, well, then I think it's, I think it's a little bit different. Um, but if we're just talking about the on the court stuff, I think it's pretty easy to move past that from an on the court perspective. It's like, you know, our fight really has nothing to do with, you know, I was beating the Hornets one night. Um, so I heard somebody say that Draymond not getting the suspension that there was some people were asking, you know, could Jordan Poole have been a part of saying, you know, don't suspend him. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. Um, I could see that. I, I could see that. I really could. I could see maybe Poole uh, going, it, you know what? It, it happens, whatever. I know Draymond, it, it wasn't cool, but whatever. It's not any, I don't want to cost the team. Um, 
I think that's, because of this. I think that's totally credible. If Jordan, the if you judge the punishment based off of Jordan Poole's reaction, and if he was making it a non-factor, then I think that definitely sort of almost credits a lesser punishment on it. Like if the guy that got punched is like, hey, Draymond's cool. Like it's it's all fine, right? Then as an organization, I think it's you're in the position of we're not going to make this a bigger deal than it is. If Jordan thinks it's not a big deal, then we're fine, right? We can deal, our PR team can deal with the outside noise, right? Yeah. It's an interesting situation. And I, I mean, not one that I've ever been in. I, I've, I mean, I've gotten into arguments with teammates. I think we all have, but not ever to, to, to that extent. So I, I don't know. Um, the closest thing that I've ever gotten to that, I, uh, one of my teammates in high school, um, I played basketball all four years with him, Tommy, um, for, I mean, you, you know, but for, um, for people who don't know him, uh, we played against each other in middle school and Tommy and I hated each other. I mean, I, I hated him like from a sports side, like I would hate, I'd hate you too. Like big, like a big time. I mean, I, I guarded him. I mean, he, he, he was a forward and I was a guard, but I just found myself always guarding him. And I mean, if we were under the hoop together, it was trying to be as dirty as possible with elbows and stuff. I wanted nothing to do with him on or off the court. And then when we went to the same high school, it was like, yeah, man, what's up? We're all good. Like, I mean, so it's, did you, did you hate him because he just cooked you every time? Is that what happened? No, he didn't. That was the thing. (laughs) That was the thing. That was the thing. Oh man. I that put the up thing. the best I, defense, and he could just put in this bank shot for the win. That's I, uh, awful. I well, our, I mean, not, I mean, we kicked his team's ass a bunch, like every time we played him. So I mean, I don't. Um, You're just lucky. I, I got to say cut about that. that team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think sports has a unique. There's kind of a unique dynamic going on in sports. I mean, one minute you can be arguing and like legit fighting with your teammates, and then you know the next minute it's it's all good. So I, I don't know how many other places in you know the the public sphere people can do that, um, but at least in terms of sports, I mean it happens. It really does. And yeah, I guess it, you know the Warriors aren't going to make that big a deal about it, and, and Pool's not going to make that big a deal about it. I guess there's no reason for anybody else to go. Ah, the, Draymond should be suspended for the year. It's like, well, this is. A, I mean, it happens. An interesting thing that I think was brought up, if it came down to it, and the relationship was so splintered, would you rather? Would you choose Jordan Poole or Draymond Green? <laughs> so which I, one I heard... would you keep, and which one yeah. would you get rid of? Right. Yeah. So I heard. I heard somebody say almost the same thing. They just said like, "Who's more important to the Warriors right now?" Is it Draymond or Poole? It's and probably easy for for the future. Probably Poole. Yeah. For the current iteration of the team, still Jordan Poole. Probably, probably. But I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. Currently, I think it's much closer than than. Um, you know the future of the organization obviously Mm. but i don't know i wouldn't feel comfortable saying that yet only because draymond has a much more 
substantial track record for what he does for the team than Poole. I mean, Poole, it was really last season where he showed up and was like, okay, he definitely is one of the main pieces of the Warriors. Draymond has been that for every championship. So it, I don't know. It's hard for me to, to, to say Poole definitively right now. Draymond's a donkey anyway. It's fine. <laughs> That's not wow. fair. He's a human being, but he shouldn't go punching his teammates. No, he shouldn't. I definitely agree with that. Um, so Draymond Green, pretty much no suspension. Not that, well, zero suspension, but pretty much no punishment for Draymond Green. Um, Draymond Green, confirmed bad guy. Confirmed bad guy. <laughs> in your in your eyes, does this change the perspective that you had of Draymond Green as the player in person? Unfortunately, no. I think he's been painted sort of as a as a dirty player. I don't think he's a bad well, person. In your in your eyes, right? Take out I maybe you can't take out like the media perception, right? Of how if you're just watching a game and you see up and down the court, Draymond's yelling at refs, right? On every single call. I think that gives you a certain feeling, right? And now this comes out. Heck, let's go back to the um, kicking Draymond when he was shooting and mm-hmm. kicking and uh, when he tried to hit LeBron in the balls when LeBron stepped over him. And there's just different things that is like, we're kind of getting a little picture here. Maybe. But if I'm not going to come down ridiculously hard on Devonte adams for pushing the guy over then oh we'll talk uh, about that which we I mean, we need uh, we will talk about that i mean um i don't know i i don't he i don't think he's a bad guy but um he's he's made some poor choices that's very, um, that's very wise of you right there that, you. that's taking the high road thank you Draymond um, Green confirmed bad guy. Okay. <laughs> so I might be very wise, but some of the decisions that the NBA make um, appear not to be. So let's talk about um, this new rule that they're enacting for next season. So it was yeah. posted on ESPN about 10 hours ago. It says NBA players will no longer be allowed to yell at three-point shooters in front of them this season as part of a new rule. Now, three, um, three. now, from the NBA officially, the tweet was unsportsmanlike technical assess for players not in game who enter playing court or making distracting mm-hmm. moves. So I understand not entering like the actual court. That's been a rule. That's been a rule. But come on, like yelling at somebody for... and distracting them during the shot? Come on. I'm pretty sure it's really? been a rule. I know for like altercations when there's a conflict, um, all the players that that are on the bench that step on the court, I think, are automatically like ejected or fined or checked. I think that's a rule, but maybe this is different now, well, like so, at any time. Well, so even so, even just going off of the the caption, not being able to yell at players shooting threes in the like, what are we what doing? Are we doing? Here? what are we doing (laughs) like at the end of the day there's somebody right behind the bench who's not a part of the team who's also yelling at that guy so does it really matter if there's 10 more voices adding to the 18,000 people that are in the state no what is 
I can't wait for the first <laughs> time it's called. Dumbest rule ever. I can't wait for the first time it's ever called. So our <laughs> idea of helping out refs is to add another element. Not only are they watching the players' feet if they're going out of bounds, if it's a three or not a three, but now they also have to listen to an arena full of people, but you have to pinpoint exactly if the guy on the bench is yelling three. Well, here's the thing. If you're the referee and you just pointed out something that I hadn't even thought of, you are adding another element that the referees have to pay attention to. So if you have a referee who's looking down at some, at a shooter's feet to see if it's a three, how are you going to be able to look at the bench? Like, what if I was just like, three? And like, would the ref come over and be like, okay, which one of you? <laughs> which one of you yelled three? Hey, we're going to review. Let's review it. And we're reviewing which Let's player review. yelled three on the opponent. Or just like, like, what are we doing here? How are you going to watch that? And uh, right here, you can see, let's slow it down, slow it down. He does say, does he say three, John? We don't know if he makes out the word three. You know, it is the call that if he just yells during a th- an opponent's three-point shot attempt, that is a technical foul. Mm-hmm. With, I don't think there's enough there to overturn this call, John. I don't know what we're doing there. Like what, 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 what is there? There had to be somebody in the meeting that went, we can't really do this, right? <laughs> like who's, we're not actually thinking about doing this, right? But an NBA rules official shows up late. Hey guys, what did I miss? Oh, we got a great rule. We, it's unanimously voted upon. We're passing it. Big problem last year. Guys were yelling three during opponents' threes in the corner. Huge problem leading to probably the overall destruction of the game. Inevitably, Mm -hmm. right? So we're just getting rid of it right now. No brainer. Oh. Oh, yeah. Totally. And then he he turns to silver. They're not serious, right? No, we're dead serious. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Adam, you you hear about this? So, so we're not talking about Phoenix's owner right now. We're talking about right. the rule. We're not talking about Draymond. No, we're mm. talking about the rules of bench etiquette during a game, right? You know, can, you, can you imagine if they would would do this in college with all of the bench like shenanigans, like people holding other players? Like there are college teams who are like famous for their distraction. Can you imagine if that eked its way into college? Oh. Dude, it's – I don't think that this solves literally anything. I think this is one of those things that – I didn't know this that, was a problem. No, I feel like <laughs> this is going to create more problems than it solves. I think you're taking away – first off, it's not that big of a deal. You're taking away 10 voices from a arena full of 17,000. The music playing is probably going to be louder. <laughs> Like, I don't think this is going to be a big deal. No. Secondly, it's a added element, the fact that Steph Curry and these sharpshooters are able to block out all the noise and, quite frankly, turn around as the shot is going in right in the bench's face. And feed right? it right that back is, to them, yeah. That is an added element that sh- just demonstrates these guys' immense talent. 
Yeah. Why are we now being like, oh, we need to take that away? You know what? It's too hard on Steph and some of these shooters, right? This distract it's just so distracting when you're shooting and you got guys yelling behind them, even though a crowd is screaming if they're on the yeah. road, right? Yeah. I I'd love to have been there for the proposition of this wheelchair. I would love to have been a fly on the wall. I agree. I mean, there's there's some fun. There's some fun in basketball when it comes to hitting a three in front of the other bench after they just scream a bunch of trash at you and just turn it right back around and either giving it right back to them or like there's no incentive to really do that. Like if they're silent on the bench, you turn around and go like, you just flex at them. It's like, okay. <laughs> but like if they're talking trash to you, then you have a reason to turn around and kind of give it back. And that's what yeah. sports, that's what makes sports fun. Um, well, one of the things that makes sports fun, it's like, I don't it's just part of the competitiveness of the sport. And you're, I, I don't know, whatever. Dumb rule, dumb rule from the NBA. And I, I think the NBA honestly gets so much right when it comes to the decisions that they make for their league and their players. I don't understand this one at all. I really don't. I really don't. So um, if you were ever paying attention to players yelling on the sideline, just know it's not happening anymore. <laughs> all right. I'm telling so, you, I can't wait for the first time it happens. <laughs> Late in the game, a king technical. player is going to stand up, yell something while an opponent's shooting a three, and I'm going to scream at my TV. What are you doing? Savonis, sit your butt down and don't yell. I know. Stop yelling. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it at all, truthfully, but whatever. We'll see. Well, actually, I mean, who knows how much of an impact it's actually going to make, but I mean, come on now. Come on now. All right. Point percentage is going to skyrocket. That's going to be shooting 60% now. (laughs) That'll be the day. Silver's going to just come to the podium. I told you so. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. For a corner three, which, by the way, is already like a freaking layup in the NBA right now anyway for most players. So, all right, let's move our way towards the NFL, move away from the NBA, and we'll start talking about week six. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, where you can can actually actually hit people. Yeah, Yeah, and you can wrap up, and you can take them down to the ground, and that's tackle. But you can also sack. get a roughing. You can also get a roughing the passer. Oh, for no you can good, lose for the no game good reason. Yeah, you can lose the game for your team. Which you know we don't have to dive too deep into um, either one of the calls because the one now the one on Tom Brady or the one that Tom Brady was gifted was I think worse than the the one that Derek Carr was gifted because hmm. honestly, well, first of all, they both sucked. And that's been a huge talking. That's like, no, just, just, they, were, they were both terrible calls. I, I remember looking at Bree because she was watching the game with me and she was like, she was, uh, she was asking me what happened. And I was like, we just got a freebie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I looked at Bree. I was like, I'm all for 15 yard penalties for the Raiders, but it should be the James ball right now. I was like, we got away with one and the tom brady one was bad too because it's i mean it was just worse it's like what are you supposed to do like you're asking defenders to do the most impossible thing with i i, mean, I don't know and, I, I mean yeah and i think it's it's interesting and we'll just touch on it a little bit 
first off, the Chris Jones play to actually strip that ball. Yeah, he just took it from him. I mean, that was an incredible play for yeah. him to do that mid-sack, right? Um, but when you're – now we're pigeonholing these guys to – you're getting around world-class linemen. Mm-hmm. Okay, you did that part, which is you kind of do, I don't know, 15% of the time, right? Maybe 25% of the time if you're incredible, right? You're getting to the quarterback. The quarterback can move any which way. So you don't have a free shot at him. And now we can't even wrap up and get him down. So what happens with you're just going to sort of try to wrap up, but then a Lamar Jackson, a Josh Allen, uh, heck, Justin Herbert breaks that tackle and breaks off for a first down. Are you a D lineman sitting there like, I can't do anything. All I'm trying to do is wrap them up to stop this play and get a sack. If I try to go low, it's a penalty. If I try to go a little high, that's a penalty. Now, if I try to wrap up and bring him to the ground to make sure that he doesn't break this tackle because quarterbacks are becoming world-class athletes now, Lamar Jackson's going to break that tackle, Right. If you let that happen, you could lose that game. Mm-hmm. So now you're really giving these guys zero option to get a to get a tackle, to get a sack. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous what they're asking the what they're asking these defenders to do. And I and I'll just say this one last thing on it too. Greeny brought up a good point. He was saying that when Chris Jones, when you think about it, when Chris Jones like actually takes the ball from Derek mm-hmm. in that split second. Derek is no longer a quarterback. Chris Jones becomes a runner. So the actual act of falling on him shouldn't result in a penalty regardless because the rules, quote unquote, for what a quarterback is protected by, it's gone. Because he's Derek's a defender now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Both terrible calls for um, uh, that benefited the Bucs and benefited the Raiders. No, it didn't help the Raiders in the end, but whatever. Um all right, so let's let's move to week six of the NFL season. We're not gonna do a move change today, uh, but we're gonna preview three games. We're gonna give you the worst, the best, and the most interesting game of the weekend. So the worst game of the weekend, and it's gotta be the worst game maybe of the season so far. I couldn't think of two teams that I'm less interested in watching, but it's the Thursday night primetime game with the commanders and the bears. Flex this game for the love of God. <laughs> I know you can't yeah. flex things backwards, but I mean, just get it. Just don't even give us a Thursday night game. Move it to Sunday at 10 a.m. Yeah, if you're Amazon, are you sitting there like, this might be worse for business? This is what we paid for. Bears <laughs> Commanders. This is the billion dollar deal that we signed. Give us right. the one in four Commanders versus the two and three Bears. And think about it. After the game we had last week with the Colts and the Broncos. They've had some awful Thursday night games. Dude, really, primetime prime time as a whole has been kind of poor. On paper, the Broncos-Colts game looked significantly better than this yeah. one actually uh, looks. So it's hard to say that it could be any worse than what happened last Thursday, but it might be. Oh, it definitely it might is. be. It for sure is. I don't I – don't, I'm not excited – at any part of that game. Justin Fields is an exciting player to watch, but they're not asking him to do, they're not like letting him throw. So that is, I mean, the one thing you'd be interested really in watching is potentially Justin Fields, but they're not 
really asking him to do anything. Now, McLaurin's fun to watch. Samuel's fun to watch. Watch. Wentz has kind of been throwing it around the yard yeah. recently, but I don't know. So I, I, just I, got, I'm really not excited. But you know what you can be excited for? He just under the bus, though. That's true. You know what you can be excited for, though? That the Bears are introducing a new helmet on Thursday night. <laughs> a didn't new. Even, I didn't even hear uh, about that. Yep, yeah. So you can be you can be uh, interested in that. Jenna will be um, uh, maybe happy to see the new uniform. I don't know. She'll watch. Um, all right. So that is the worst game by far. For week six. Worst the best game, game of the year. Is so far, so far. I didn't have my vote. <laughs> um, the best game, the best game this coming weekend has got to be the Bills and the Chiefs. Has to be the Bills and the Chiefs. To. Now, Chiefs are at home. We'll make our picks later, but. Couldn't think exactly contra- I mean, contradicting what we said earlier about the commanders and the Bills. Couldn't think of two teams, like probably the two least interesting teams in the league, maybe. Now you're talking about the Bills and the Chiefs. Might be the two most interesting teams in the league. Yeah, two of the, two of the top three teams in the NFL right now. No mm-hmm. doubt. They played last year with all the hullabaloo about overtime and a rule change got created because of this of this matchup. Patrick Mahomes is playing unbelievable with limited weapons. Josh Allen is what putting up 400 yards in one half last week. Like these two teams are firing on all cylinders, and this should be the Monday night game. I don't want to see the AFC West bias anymore with Denver Chargers. Well, Denver doesn't heck? need to be on any any more. How the heck games. are they getting? They're on prime time every week. Yeah. Well. So Ooh, let me ask. Let Russ go. Let me. <laughs> Ten points. Right. <laughs> um, just dropped him on my fantasy team in favor of Geno Smith. <laughs> I bet that um, was a breath of fresh air. Dude, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me ask you a question. Do you know what the line is for this Bills Chiefs game? Uh, Bills are favored, right? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes begins the week in new territory. This is from ESPN, a home underdog for the first time in his career. They open as a two point, uh, two and a half point underdog. That's disrespect. Bills. That's complete utter disrespect. First off, I think the Chiefs have played better than the Bills this year because if the Bills aren't blowing a team out, they're losing. Well, they've only lost one game. They got gifted one against Baltimore because of a pretty controversial rep in the past call but I, the chiefs have looked so good just methodical every single time and getting that win from being down 17 sit to a division rival who was game to play on monday night hey they were gifted huge. that win too <laughs> They, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs were gifted that win. If Devontae just puts – if Devontae just doesn't bobble it right at the end, Carlson walks out there, he kicks a field goal, and Chiefs are sitting at three and two. So, I mean, I know that, that the – That was the guy that you traded for, the, all those assets. Yeah, I know. Wait, was he the guy that pushed, pushed that right? Yeah, he was. Was he that <laughs> yeah, he guy? Was. But, oh, I mean, man. you got to admit, like, the, if he catches that ball, Raiders are in field goal range. They have the best – I mean, the second-best kicker in the league. Yeah, but we um, just spoke about if Chris Jones gets that sack fumble, then the Raiders don't score. 
if the Raiders score the two point conversion, then <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't, then and they get that stop that we're talking about. So, if, if I mean, we can talk ifs, ands, or buts the whole night. But you but, started the if, ands, and buts. But what I'm saying is that the Chiefs, you were talking about the Bills, you know, getting gifted a win. The Chiefs, they, for all intents and purposes, had lost that game until that review came back. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Hey, nice call just, on it, though. You got to agree with it. It was the correct call. Yeah. It was the correct call. 100% the correct call. Hey, good job, uh, Russ. Make up yes. call. Yes. That was a that was the correct call. As much as it paid me, that was the correct call. Um, I think the fact that it's in Arrowhead, it, it should matter against these two teams who I think are evenly matched. I, I'll give you a giveaway my pick right now. I think the Bills are going to win that game. I really do. I think they're going to oh. be – absolutely i can't imagine that everybody on that team is not still absolutely flamed from last season Um, and i i really do think the bills are going to go in there and beat the chiefs perfect Um, we got we know we're different on one all right um all right so that is definitely going to be the best game of the weekend so we're predicting however the most interesting game maybe from a storyline standpoint is going to because obviously we can't pick the same game We're going to pick the Cowboys and the Eagles. That is the Sunday night game. So this is a huge, huge divisional matchup um, in the NFC East. So best division in football. It looks like. um, So a bunch of different storylines at play here. One, um, you have the whole Cooper Rush thing. Can he continue his magical look? Two, Mm -hmm. you have the Dallas Cowboys defense, which appears like it could be the best defense in the league i mean there's there's a case to be made that they are the best defense in the league playing against um jalen hurts and the philadelphia eagles who have been really really good on offense i mean they've put up 38 24 24 29 and they only put up 20 uh last week but they've been a pretty potent offense um and plus you're playing against a quarterback who isn't a traditional pocket passer so It'll be interesting to see if Jalen can kind of negate the pass rush a little bit with his legs. And then on the other side, you have a really good Philadelphia defense who's playing against, um, again, Cooper Rush, who hasn't turned the ball over once yet. Um, So, and, you know, can they stop the Dallas Cowboys run game? Um, Big question. Really, really interesting game for a lot of different reasons. Plus, it's going to be – it's a pivotal – Pivotable. It's <laughs> I almost said it again. <laughs> a pivot, it a pivot table. Bad. Um, it's a very big game in the division. Oh, for, there it is. Both, there it is. For both, because I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> I can hear it. Um, it's a big game for division standings because obviously you're talking about the you know the one and two in that division, and if the Cowboys win, then they take then they take control of the division. So, yeah, absolutely pivotal. right yeah i think this i think it starts with i think it starts with the quarterbacks if you're going into this game as a cowboy fan i think you're confident because in your eyes this team's undefeated with the current guy that's in quarterback right now they're four and up and i'd Mm -hmm. i'd have that really feel they have a formula down that i think they gotta love 
score about 20 points. And this defense is going to do what it does. Turn the ball, turn opponents over, get after quarterbacks, playing really sound in the secondary. They're playing phenomenal. I don't think they're giving up like 15 points to anyone. Mm-mm. Which is yeah. how do how do they do that in the NFL today with all so, the rules? We just spoke about a new rule that changed for rough of the passer. I mean, they are with all the rules pointing towards helping offense. This defense is playing phenomenal. So they have given up over 15 points, but their average might be around 15. They only get they gave up uh, 19 to the Bucks, which was game one. Mm. Uh, but then they only gave up 17 to the Bengals, 16 to the Giants, 10 to the Commanders, and then 10 to the Rams. So their averages might be hanging around uh, around yeah. 15. So a very interesting game for a lot of different reasons. Um, let's actually start moving into picks since we're talking okay. about um, these games. So last week Sam ended up winning. Um, he had the Saints. Um, beating the Seahawks that happened he had the Chiefs beating the Raiders I had the Patriots beating the Lions so it was 2-1 Sam will put up the percentages for how much we actually got right I actually think we did fairly well yeah yeah we um, actually did really well uh, we both had the Jets winning that game and man that felt good to get that right um, we're ahead on that one um, so let's see if we can make some magic happen again with our picks let's go Commanders Bears because you know we have to pick that one <laughs> Um, I think the Commanders are a better team. I think they've played better football, but I'm going to take the Bears. You, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I think the um, Commanders are a better football team, but, you know, go Bears. I don't know. I think the Bears defense has played well. They have a pretty, they have a pretty sure. good defense, yeah. And Fields um, might be able to make something happen. All the storyline of oh, – let me ask you this. Everything that's come out about Ron Rivera's quotes about Carson Wentz being the problem is pretty much what was said, right? And now yeah. they've had to be they've had to talk about it and reflect on it. Do you think that's going to impact them in a short week? No. no. Oh, you don't think so? I don't think, I don't think so. I mean, maybe I'm sure Rivera and Wentz have talked. Um, I'd hope so. Um, I don't know. I feel like there are bigger things to. I feel like there are bigger things to worry about at this point on the Thursday night game. <laughs> I feel like it's a huge distraction. <clears throat> it could be, but I, but I also think that it very easily can't. Like I, it's very easy to also look past and be like, "Look, we have a game Thursday. Like we'll settle this later." <laughs> yeah, it's um, not a punch in the face. So no. Um. All right, Ravens, Giants, Giants are at home. Are you are, are are you confident enough to pick the Giants against picking, the Ravens? I'm picking the Ravens. <laughs> I agree. I I didn't pick. I don't think I, I picked the Giants once. I don't know if um, I don't know what it's going to take for me to look at the Giants and go. Absolutely, I'm going to pick them. Right. Um, it might be this game if they beat the Ravens because then they'll have beaten the Packers and the Ravens. So it might be this one, but I, I, I'm, it's great that they're four and one and I would do anything to trade places um, to have my team trade places with them. So I can't, um, I can't say that at this point, they're not better. dude, it's so hard. I was looking back at the Raiders games. They have lost these games 
one point, two points, six points, five points. <laughs> it's so it's such a nightmare because they're in all whatever. I we're gotta not, put that on the quarterback, right? What that no, I don't <laughs> at all. <laughs> Derek had a great game against the whatever. We're moving past this. I'm picking the Ravens, you pick the Ravens. Colts, Jags. Oof, great game. I'm picking the Jags, I think. Really? May, I maybe it's in, I mean, it's I, in I, Indy. I, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's probably playing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Does, I don't doesn't know. matter. I don't think it. I don't think it would change my opinion either way. <clears throat> kind of, I'm kind of down on the Jags, and I was really up high on them two weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to yeah. take the Colts. All right, first differential pick. Um, next one's going to be the Patriots and the Browns. Ugh. Uh, give me the give me the Browns. I'm gonna take the Patriots. Oh. I think. <laughs> um, I mean, they shut out the Lions, the number one offense in the league. They almost beat the Packers. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Patriots. I'm gonna take the Patriots. Um, all right, let's go Bengals Saints. Bengals. I think so too. I think so too. Saints. I mean, dude, I was so confident that the Seahawks were going to win. I mean, they 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 were so close. Um, that was a good game, though. Seahawks. It was a great game. Or a great watch. Seahawks. They're fun. And Lions. Seahawks and Lions most weeks because they both have really high powered offenses for no reason, and their defenses oh. are trash. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, uh, Bucks and the Steelers. I got the Bucks in a landslide. Um, I don't think. I mean, I said this last week. I thought the fourteen point line was way too big between Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Wasn't yep. big enough. Wasn't big uh, enough. I'll take the Bucks yeah. for sure. Now that they're healthy, they're really running in form. I think we both got the 49ers, um against the Falcons. So then that moves us to the Jets and the Packers. Two teams that are both three and two. <laughs> I'm thinking the Packers. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a must win. For the Jets, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Hey, just, look, just look good, man. They look, dude, their defense, they play hard. They play hard. Um, Dolphins, Robert, Vikings. Robert Solo effect. Yeah. I, I'll take Vikings. I wish Tua was healthy. For this game, because I would take Miami, but I'll take Minnesota. I would take Miami in a heartbeat if Tua if Tua was healthy, but he's not. So yeah, give me Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Rams, Panthers, two teams that are kind of in shambles right now. Yeah, give me the Rams. Yeah, I agree. Um, Cardinal Seahawks. That's gonna be a, that might be a really fun game. Uh, it's in Arizona. <clears throat> it is not. So it's in Seattle. Mm-hmm. The 12s. Ain't no 12s this year. I am I'm going with the Seahawks again. I am gonna ride or die with thinking my fantasy quarterback. <laughs> I was thinking about I picked up uh Gino in another league. Um, ride or die with my fantasy quarterback. Let's go, Gino. I'm gonna take the Cardinals. Let's go, Gino. 
I, uh, I I hope it translates to a win and a good performance from him. <laughs> All right, Bills Chiefs. Well, we already we already know. We already know. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. Yep, I got the Bills. I got the oh, Bills. Oh, I can't wait Chiefs. for the Bills to smack them. All right, here we go. Cowboys Eagles. I want to pick Cowboys. But I think they're <laughs> too good. I really think they're just too good. It's in Philly. It's in Philly. Okay, I got one right at least. Um, I'll take I'll take the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles. The Eagles are the best defense so far that Cooper Rush will have faced. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know the Bengals haven't given up a second half touchdown this season. Yeah. Um, and the Rams have a pretty good defense, but they're not playing like it this year. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think Darius Slay is going to take away CD. Um, and now that may not be the <clears throat> the biggest thing in the world for them because they're running like crazy right now. But the Eagles have a great defensive line, so give me the Eagles at home and Philly just going berserk during the game. Yeah, I'd love to see that atmosphere. And then give me the Chargers over the Broncos. I hope so. Chargers Nation, if you guys lose to Let's Ride, whoo all those expectations are going to be coming crashing down right in their face. Yeah. I think, Brent, I, think Brent, I think both of these coaches will not be coaching these teams next year. I don't think that's um, a, uh, an outrageous thing to say. <laughs> you know, I don't get, right? And I... <clears throat> We don't we don't call for guys' jobs no. ever. We're in no in position, no entitlement to ever do that. It's just baffling to me that he comes from the offensive side of the ball, and Denver looks completely inept on offense. It, yeah, right. I can understand if the defense was trash, but the <laughs> offense like looked competent. Is it Russ? And he's just not buying in, or is it Nathaniel Hackett's system? Did Aaron Rodgers make Nathaniel Hackett look good, or is Russ not as good as everybody thought? I guess we'll find out by the end of the season, maybe. (laughs) And Brandon Staley is supposed to be a defensive guy, and the Chargers defense has underachieved, granted, a lot of injuries this year. but And the the, the two-point – I mean, the going for – going on fourth that – like going for – um, mm-hmm. like first down, yeah, the fourth and ones, the fourth and twos, the fourth and five. Like, dude, <laughs> like, I know they won the game last week, but his decision to go for it was not the right call. And just because it ended up working out for them, doesn't, doesn't hindsight doesn't mean it was the right call in the moment. Oh, you, it you, worked out for you, but you green light it every time now. Yeah, that doesn't mean it was the right call. I think I think Herbert would be insane with an offensive-minded head coach. Give him to like Matt Lafleur or somebody. No. Sean Payton coming out of retirement, going to the Chargers. Are we joking? Because it's literally that would be the worst thing for the AFC West. <laughs> the play call comes in. Okay, Herbert, you're going to sit in the pocket. You got one read. If that doesn't work, sorry about it. Make us look good. That's what the yeah. offense is. 
there is no creativity in that Chargers offense. It's well, literally snap the ball. Oh, Keenan's not open. Mike's not open. Let me make him open by throwing it between a guy's legs. Yeah, well, and the thing is, too, is, you know, you talk about Sean Payton coming out of retirement, which actually was a good call. Um, he was sort of loosely rumored, kind of, attached to maybe replacing Mike McCarthy in Dallas. And Mike McCarthy appears to be coaching himself into that job. So if yeah. there is going to be an opening, Sean Payton might be looking. I could easily see Sean Payton um, looking at the Chargers job and going, yeah. Um, I went from Drew Brees to Justin Herbert. Yes, please. That's a great call. Let's mark that down and remember that because I am 100% on board for that as much as I think it would be the worst thing for the AFC West. (laughs) um, What's his name? Uh, I just said his name. Eric Biennemi. Or that. Get him to Las Las, Las Vegas. Los Angeles. Or um, Kellen Moore. Actually, no, give him get him to Las Vegas. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys already have an offensive line head coach. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Oh my goodness gracious. Well, we do have one problem. We are we're on four games right now. We need we need somebody to flip. <clears throat> yeah, so what are we the same on? We're Colts, Jags. Uh, yeah, um, so Colts, Jags, Patriots, Browns, Seahawks, Cardinals, Bills, Chiefs. Okay. Should one of us flip on the Giants? <laughs> Should one of us take the Commanders? <laughs> I would feel dirty taking the Commanders. <laughs> um, uh, with the, the Bucks are playing the Steelers. That's a no. Mm-hmm. That's a no. The Vikings are playing Miami. Oh, I don't even know who their third, third string quarterback is. It's their third is. string quarterback. I wouldn't feel good about that either. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Oh, okay. Yep. That's that's probably the absolute smartest switch anywhere. Like that's <clears> the safest. That is definitely the safest. All right. So we are different. Eagles, Cowboys, Bills, Chiefs, Seahawks, Cardinals, Patriots, Browns, Jags, Colts. I think we're going to have a good week. I think it's going to be fun. I definitely think this is going to be a fun week of football. So thank you all so much for sticking around for the end of episode 147. We really do appreciate it. Appreciate it. God, my grammar today has been. Man, this episode has been pivotal. (laughs) Pivotal. (laughs) Pivotal. (laughs) All right. Well, have a great week, and we will see you all next week for another episode. Bye. See you.